Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can catch us online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, you can catch us on Facebook Live, Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater. You can feel free to come watch and really just enjoy the show. Also, for those who may be listening. You may be able to call at 516-453-9118. Also, you can go to our chat room, which is available right now. You can catch us on our chat room. It is, yes, it's available right now. You can send your questions, comments, or even your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to 
my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while Senior Pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free and come worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Do you always run into folks who tell you to give up on love? Some people would seem so negative on love, and they will often tell you that true love does not exist. But that's the time that you really have to tune out the negative people and really start seeking what God has for you. And not just talk, uh, ask people, but ask God and talk to God. So remember that there are some that will even make you feel cursed or even make you feel like you're disqualified from the type of love that God has for you. Even though you've been through a divorce or heartbreak or some type of difficult past relationship, no, no matter what, you allow God to come and cleanse you, heal you, restore you, make you whole, and God will help you to be able to not give up on love. So no matter what you've dealt with, no matter what type of people have been into your ears, God will help you to tune those people out. So on today's show, we will expose the myths of being single and also to give encouragement to those who are looking for love and more in the episode called True Love is Waiting for You. True love is waiting for you. Look like I'm having some technical difficulties. I apologize for those who may be watching. I'm a, if you don't mind, I'm going to make a little correction. I, I apologize for starting the show late. I end up having some technical difficulties, but I did not want to stop this episode. So, what I am going to do, I'm going I'm to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to do it on my phone. <laughs> uh, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. Like I said, thank you for, um, I'm actually an hour late, but I thank God for allowing us to be here one more time. Um, thank you all for y'all patience. This is a new set I've been um, working on, and I thank God for the opportunity to be before you all. But what I want to do, I want us to talk about the key thing that we're, a lot of times we are scared to talk about it. But we have to really bring it up because there are a lot of people that are going through this specific situation. They feel like, you know what, I don't know who to talk to about this. A lot of times people may feel that they're disqualified from love. But what we have to remember, first of all, no matter what type of experience we have dealt with in our life, knowing that God can heal anything in anybody from whatever that they have faced. 
But what we have to do, we have to be able to really just be real with ourselves to find out, you know, what is our problem? What are the things that we are dealing with? What are the things that we may have been holding on to that it may seem like it might be uh, negative negativity, like I mentioned earlier, negativity from what people have said or even just from what we have seen other people go through. I found that there are so many people that have given up on love because of what other people have dealt with. I'm a, and those that know me, I believe in being real and transparent. Um, some years ago, I ended up going through a divorce, and a great friend of mine, um, she actually was there at my proposal and at my wedding. And when I spoke to her and let her know that I was going through a divorce, she said, oh, my God. She said, I don't know if I'll be able to get married because everybody is seeming like they're getting a divorce. And then for her to hear what I was going through, she just, she was emotional. And she said, well, do you think that you will be married again? Do you think that you will get married again? And without missing a beat, I said, yes, yes. Why? Because I cannot allow that one experience to stop me from pursuing love. And there's something I tell them. If you choose to stay single, that's fine and dandy. But the main thing, if you're going to remain single, make sure you remain single God's way. There's so many people, they say, well, you know, I'm not going to get married. In other words, they're afraid of getting their heart broken or they're afraid of, I'm not going to say afraid of commitment. I'm not talking about those people, but they may be afraid of, you know, uh, the rejection or being a, being afraid of, I just say commitment, but then they don't want to get married, but yet still, they still want to have friends with benefits. They say that they don't want to get married, but all of a sudden they don't mind, um, having sex with someone or living with someone, but they say they don't want to get married. And we're supposed to be believers, but there are people that actually believe that. But one of the things we have to remember, if we're going to say that we're going to be sold out to God, if we're going to say that we're going to be single, then we need to do it God's way because anything outside of God's way or anything outside of God's will, we are prone to leave ourselves hurt. We are actually exposing ourselves to hurt when we don't do things God's way. Now, when you are doing things God's way, and like I said, if you choose to remain single, and I tell people, you can be single and saved at the same time. You can be single and saved, and God will hold you. God will sustain you. But like I said, do things God's way. Do things God's way, and you get godly results. But anytime you do things outside of God's way, outside of God's will, then you dealt with the consequences. So when we do things God's way, like I said, not only God will help us, but also what happens is for us to be able to really seek people that have the same type of mindset. Now, I found out that there are some people, even within courtship, you can be saved, you can love the Lord, 
But just because you interact with someone that said that they're saved, that's not enough. We have to watch their lifestyle. There are some people, they may not say a whole lot. There are some people, they may tell you up front what their plans are, what their agendas are. I've heard so many people, especially being real with you, I've heard even the ministers that are single, they feel like, well, God understands, you know, we all have our urge and we all have our needs. I'm promoting abstinence. God wants us to keep ourselves to get married. Is it hard? No, it's not. It's as difficult as you make it. But we can't put ourselves in a position where we end up allowing ourselves to fall or making ourselves, making ourselves, if you want to say, get into a position of even messing around or dating people without the same mindset. If you are going to court, if you are going to date, you have to listen. You have to listen to people and observe their lifestyle, not for you to tell them your lifestyle and make your lifestyle their lifestyle. No, we cannot assume. Because remember, we are the vessels that God want to live in and dwell in and operate in. So we have to be very careful in who we expose ourselves to. We have to even be careful in who we expose our spirit to, our spirits, because when we intermingle with the wrong spirits, I don't care how you try to do things. When you intermingle with the wrong spirit, chances are they're going to be a greater influence on you, just point blank. So what we have to remember is nothing wrong with waiting until you get married for sex. Let me, let me rephrase that. Sex is great. Sex is so awesome. Within God's will. Sex is horrible. Sex is a catastrophe outside of God's will. Let me say that again. Sex within God's will gives great benefits. That means within God's will, within marriage. Sex within God's will gives great benefits. Sex outside of God's will or sex outside of marriage give great consequences. So, with that being said, God has no problem with us choosing to date or choosing to get married. Now, I always say dating should lead to marriage. You will never get in the car and get in the car and have the engine on and just sit in the park a lot. Number one, not only are you burning gas, but you also may find yourself dying of the toxic fumes that you are inhaling. And that's the same way how in courtship, if there is no destination to marriage, then why are you in the vehicle of love with that passenger? You should have a goal or an aim to go somewhere. Now, that's you. But also what you need to do, you need to listen to the person that you may be inquiring on to find out what their destination is. And get this, even though y'all may have a destination of going to the same place, but you also have to be responsible and mature enough to ask yourself, 
are they going at the same pace or at the same time? Because that person, well, I'll say it like this, you might be ready to get married. That person may want to get married eventually, but not right now. Why is that? There may be people who may have their own agenda of, well, you know, I want to sow out my wild oaks. Or I do want to get married, but I want to make sure that I'm choosing the right person. So I still want to keep you to the side and see other people. See, there are so many people, they may end up trying to date or let's say trying to get married, but they're getting married with an option B. Anytime you end up dating or leading up to a marriage and there is an option B, then you need to see that person out of your life, see that person out of your heart. It's all or nothing. And I found out true love is worth the gamble. True love is worth the risk. But we have to be responsible enough to make sure that we're choosing people that is a great benefit to us because also we are a great benefit to them. Now, one of the things we always say in the Bible, the Bible is not going to tell you who to choose. The Bible is not going to tell you who you need to date. The Bible is not going to tell us who to choose, but the Bible will tell us or teach us how to choose, how to choose responsibly, how to choose with your spiritual senses, not with your natural emotions. See, a lot of times us as believers, we mean well, but a lot of times we end up Instead of dating a person that's already at the same level, what happened, we get our emotions mixed up mixed up with our spirit, and we end up dating someone that we're supposed to be ministering to. Let me say that again. There are so many people that are incompatible in a relationship, even though that person may say they may be saved, but you may be on a you may be incompatible or incompatible. You know, the Bible tells us, don't be unequally yoked. And a lot of times people just think, oh, that means that two people, they're supposed to be saved. And they're not, if they're not saved, then you don't need to deal with them. That's fine and then it pertains to the Christian faith. But also, that means also maturity. It's nothing more frustrating to be with someone that's not mature. Maturity mentally spiritually. So you have to make sure, you have to look at, number one, are you willing to take that chance? Now, I will say this. First of all, men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders. Men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders. And I want to tell the women, women, but you have to look at, you have to look at how he is right now, not who he's becoming. Because I'm going to tell you like this, everybody got potential. But the grave is full of potentials, buried potentials. See, even at the jail that I work at, I work in the jail, there are so many guys that have great talent, great potentials. But just because people have potential does not mean that they're going to operate in it. So when it boils down to it, you have to make sure to be responsible enough to recognize even if that person you may be interested in. But you have to be responsible and mature enough to recognize if they are not ready, then you end up getting someone that may not be mature enough to handle your heart 
or handle the covering that they're supposed to be in your life. That's pertaining to men. Think about this. Think about you being at a job. You've been at your job for 20 years, and then all of a sudden they hire a new personnel, and it's your responsibility to train them. Now, get this. They're telling you up front, the person that you're training, the one that just got hired, even though you've been there for a long time, you're training them. But you're not just training them to be in the company. You are training them to be your supervisor. Think about this. How would you feel? You've been in your job all these years, and you're training that person to become your supervisor. You're training that person right now. Look, they're coming into the company. You're training that person in everything that you know, everything that you're supposed to be telling them or teaching them, they're supposed to be applying that so soon. One day, they're supposed to be your supervisor telling you how to do your job when you've been doing it longer than they've been in the company. Would that be unfair? Oh, and don't forget, don't forget, even though you've been in your job long enough, the person that you're training, they started off. They started off making less than you, but you're training them to make more than you. So what are you going to say? Wait a minute. Now, if I'm training them to be a supervisor, then how about I get paid to be a supervisor myself? So that's where you got to think about it. Women, women, you have to be responsible enough to recognize you are hiring your spiritual leader. Let me say that again. Women are hiring their spiritual covering. So it's up to you to recognize if that person is responsible enough as they are. Because you got to think about it. Oftentimes when we meet a person, a lot of times they're telling you how they really are, but most importantly, who they really are. They're telling us right then and there. But what happened a lot of time, we're tuning them out and we're listening, not what they're saying or what they're telling us, but we're listening to our own emotions, our own psychological, uh, our own mindset, I should say like that, our own mindset. We're listening to our desires, not their reality. So we have to be responsible enough to recognize that God wants us to be in a happy, healthy relationship if you choose to have one. So I wanted to make sure to bring all that up because a lot of times people feel like, well, you know, um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get married or whatever like that. We have to also remember we can't allow other people to dictate our life or our happiness. Now, there are some people that has our best interests at heart, and it's up to us to listen. And also, we need to just observe, especially if, let's just say, we're dating someone. We were dating someone, and they know that person. Now, they know that person. They know that person in and out. And also, they know you. When we are in a relationship that's a strain or that's something that's actually something against God's will. If we're dating someone that's not compatible with us, what happens there? There is a frustration. There is a stress. Think about this. Whenever you pull out a rubber band, 
when you pull it out, you put it out hard enough or long enough, what happened? That pressure will break it. And see, anything that God gives us, there's a peace to come with it. But anything that we choose ourselves that God did not choose or God did not authorize, what happened? There is a strain. Like I said, when God give us things, there's a peace. The Bible tells us that God gives riches and adds no sorrow. But if God gives us riches and adds no sorrow, that means that Satan or our emotions don't give riches and give us great sorrow. So I want you to think about that. Anytime there's a, a stress, anytime that you have to make or force, Anything that you have to force, that's something that God did not want you to get into. So we have to recognize that because a lot of times we end up getting to a relationship. And I've seen it. I grew up in church. I've seen people have thrown people together because they go to the same church or they, they fellowship with the same church. And they're about as incompatible if two left shoes on the right foot. So we have to recognize when there's an even flow. Get this. If you're driving and you see a passenger, excuse me, and you see a hitchhiker, you see a hitchhiker and they're going the same route as you, would you pick them up? That's safe. This was at the time that it was okay to pick up hitchhikers. Excuse me. But what about you driving? You're going northbound, but you see a hitchhiker on the road, and he says that he's going southbound. Even though he may need a ride, but he shouldn't ride with you. You shouldn't pick him up. You know why? Because y'all going in the opposite direction. And that's the same way pertaining to love, pertaining to a relationship. You have to go in the same direction. First of all, in the direction that God helped you to be in. Not only in the relationship that God have you to be in, but also make sure you go in the same timing, the same timing. We have to think about this. Let's just say myself and you, those who may be watching or listening, let's just say that I'm going to fix a chicken dinner and I put it in the, in the oven at 6 o'clock and I need to put it in, put it in there for 45 minutes. Just giving a rough number, four to five minutes, and then it's going to take me 15 minutes to prepare, so I'll be eating at 7 o'clock. So if I'm putting my chicken in the oven at 6 o'clock, and I have to have it in the oven for 45 minutes, if someone, let's say, put in their chicken and put it in the oven at 6.30, I should be ready to eat at 7 o'clock because it takes 45 minutes to have my chicken to cook. But if they put their chicken in the oven at 6.30, do you think that that person would be ready to eat with me at 7 o'clock? The answer is no, because their food will be coming out or their chicken will be coming out of the oven at 6.30. 45 and then preparing for 15 minutes. There's not enough time for the chicken to be cooked properly. And what happens if you eat a chicken that's uncooked or undone, 
you're prone to get yourself sick with salmonella. Salmonella is deadly. Why? Because that chicken is uncooked. So if I want somebody to eat with me, then I have to make sure that I choose someone that's going to have their meal ready at 645 with me. In other words, I have to make sure that if I'm putting my chicken in at 6 o'clock, that person should be putting their chicken in at 6 o'clock also. So that way, the chicken is cooked thoroughly, and we have time to prepare, and also now time to eat and fellowship. But there's so many people there, they're in a relationship with people that is causing them to get sick because there's some incompatibility. And so in spite of all that, in spite of that, what we have to do, if you've experienced anything like that, for you to be able to be helped, be healed, be cleansed from the heartbreak of a relationship, the heartbreak of an ending of a relationship. But with all that being said, is so many people that would discourage people from pursuing a relationship because, like I said, of their past experience, of their past experience, or your past experience. One of the things I often tell people is making sure that when we do choose to date or pursue a relationship, we have to make sure that we have already went to God and allowed ourselves to be cleansed, detoxed, from past relationships or past hurts because we don't want to carry over past hurt or old hurt to a new relationship. Even though that person may be very similar to other people, even though that person that you may be seeing may have similar traits as your ex, but even though they may have similar traits, does not mean that it's the same person. You know, there are so many people that they end up, if you want to say, being in fear of being under a relationship because they say, well, shucks, uh, he, he going to hurt me or she going to hurt me the same. She going to cheat on me just like my ex cheat on me. Well, somebody like yourself, you may need to just go ahead and wait, stay by yourself until you get healed. But also in staying by yourself until you get healed, until you get restored, but also make sure that you don't tarnish someone's desire of being in a relationship too. Just because you've had a bad experience does not mean that everybody else is going to have a bad experience. And I'm going to say this. So many people, I've heard so many people feel like, well, you know, since all men are dogs, hey, you know, sometimes you have to accept who you can get. And that is so wrong. Listen, all men aren't dogs. I'm going to say it like this. Those that may have been cheating, cheating has nothing to do with a gender. Cheating is a spirit. Cheating or infidelity is a spirit, not a gender. So what we have to recognize, we have to recognize the spirit of the individual. It's all about listening to God for us to be able to have the spirit of discernment to recognize who a person really is or what a person really is. So with that, we have to make sure when it comes down to dating, when it comes down to the pursuit of 
love or the pursuit of having a relationship, we have to make sure that we are asking God to help us to be able to recognize ourselves first. Because when it comes down to dating or relationship, that's a responsibility where you have to make sure to be responsible enough to not allow other people to have the time that God's supposed to have. Our relationship with God is always supposed to be number one. And if God has entrusted you with a relationship, then we should honor God in having the relationship in the right way. And like I said, in courtship, it's nothing wrong with going to a movie. It's nothing wrong with going even to a play or a live show or something. But when it comes down to, you know, um, friends with benefits and all that stuff, number one, that's not something that God ordained. But also what happened even with sex, sex clouds your judgment. Sex gets you emotionally involved instead of spiritually discerning. Anytime people have allowed their sexual, excuse me, anytime people have allowed sex, excuse me, sex to be involved in their relationship, now that emotional part kicks in and sex end up making you feel that you love that person, sex connects you with that person, but get this. Sex connects you with that person, and sometimes what happens is their bad traits you end up picking up because sex is not just the physical aspect, but sex is the emotional, but most importantly, the spiritual aspect. Sex involves the mind, the body, and the spirit. So we have to recognize that that's why it's so important for us when we come down to choosing to date, we have to be careful in who we date, but also start studying to make sure that the people that we are checking out, the people that we may be interested in, we have to start examining what type of spirit they come to the table with. Because everybody coming to the table with something. It may be good, it may be bad, but we have to examine. Good example. You end up seeing someone, and all they do is curse, and you end up getting emotionally involved into them, and then eventually you start having sex with them, and you never cursed before, but then what happens the longer you're with that person, remember, although the the the, the cursing and the the pornography, all those things are spirits, and so now you end up getting emotionally involved with them and then sexually involved with them. And then what happens? Now you begin to have those soul ties. And those soul ties, now when you never thought about cursing, now when the opportunity comes or when somebody makes you that upset, what happened? You say something that you never said, and you say, wow, that slipped out. What an actuality. It was embedded within you because now you have allowed those soul ties. You have to get to share soul ties with that person you became spiritually or emotionally involved in. So I wanted to make sure we bring all these to the table because these are some of the things that people are dealing with. But in spite of all that that we have dealt with, it's still a chance for us to 
be able to be helped and healed and be in a happy, healthy relationship. But see, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and that person was telling me that they were told, well, you uh you you can't get married. You can't get married because it was a young lady that was telling me this, and they were told by other women, well, you will never get married because you went through a divorce. And the Bible said, uh, look here, I said, first of all, first of all, you seek God, you ask God, what do you want? And I'm going to tell you like this, is so many people, I'm going to say it, is so many people, even within the church, is so many people that have made people that are seeking God, made them feel bad, or even tell them something that God did not ordain for them to even tell somebody. Listen, there are so many people that have went through a divorce. There are so many people that went through a heartbreak or whatever. And so many people have told them, you can't get married no more. You can't get They'll easily tell that person that because they sometimes want to put some type of control of people. But get this, let them go through the same that they they have told somebody that they'll never get married. They shouldn't get married no more. Let them go through that same experience. And what happened? That's when they want everybody to have some grace for them. That's when they want everybody to have some mercy on them. Listen, the same grace that you want others to give you, you should give to other people. So for in case those who may be watching, if you went through a divorce, hey, you know what? I'm sorry to hear about that. Number one, if you went through counseling, great. If you feel that, you know what, there may be some things I may need to just work on in myself. Hey, those people that will help you to understand who you are, but most importantly, somebody that's going to help you to understand what God says about you and towards you. Just because you went through the blood, that doesn't mean that true love does not exist for you. You know what? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting divorce. There are some people, they're just crazy to get a divorce over somebody drunk up all the Kool-Aid. Now, that's foolish. But if you went through a divorce because you were in a domestic violent relationship and you have to save yourself, save your life, save your children's life, and you know what? If you went through a divorce and you want to get married again, go for it. I tell people, go for it. Go for it. But don't let anybody tell you, well, you know, uh, that you, you got to go back to your first husband. You got to go back to your first wife. And you know what? Matter of fact, I'm not going to say names, but there was someone that I ended up speaking with. That person was married twice. Uh, the second husband, the second husband died after the divorce. <clears throat> but the first husband was still alive. And so that person was talking to me, the young lady was talking to me, and she was saying that because her first husband is still alive, people telling her, well, to get it right with God, she got to go back to her first husband. Well, her first husband is the one that put a gun on her to try to shoot her. Her first husband is the one that used to beat her all the time. But people telling you, you got to go back? No, they lying. (laughs) I'm going to say it like that. They're lying. So many people have end up causing people to get hurt, not because of the Lord is telling me, no, because other people are telling 
that person because of their emotion or their desire to see them go back to somebody else. No. Matter of fact, I heard a couple of months ago, I heard that there was a pastor that ended up telling one of his members, a female member, that, well, you know, we know that your husband is beating on you. Uh, she confided to the pastor that she was in an abusive relationship, and the pastor told her she needs to stay in that relationship. You know, sanctified wife, sanctified husband, she going to help him get saved. Well, he didn't. You know what he did? He killed her. He killed her. So we need to start being careful as ministers and people, as people of God. We got to be careful what we tell people because we end up telling people and putting people in danger. And my main thing I always tell people is this. It's best for you to live another day. If someone is threatening you, if someone is mistreating you, you don't have to deal with that. And don't let anybody make you feel guilty because you're going through a divorce. You know, there was somebody that I was talking Well, it, it's, I'm going to say it like this. There were some people that I was listening to, and they were feeling so guilty because there were some people that were talking to them, and they were listening. Well, you know, um, listen to somebody that's been married 25 years. Listen to somebody else that's been married 35 years. And then they were divorced and they were in a domestic violent relationship and they were thinking, well, shucks, if I had stayed with that man, then we would have been married just as long as those people over there. Listen, get that out of your head, trying to trying to get back into a relationship just for the numbers, just for you to say, well, we've been together for 40 years, 50 years. You know what? First of all, I would rather be in a healthy, uh, godly relationship, healthy relationship for two years and it's fresh and new versus being with someone that's beating on me, being with somebody that's ridiculing me, being with someone that's threatening my life and we've been together for 60 years, 69 years. We have to use, be real, we have to use common sense. We cannot allow wisdom to get out of our heads because we want to stay in a relationship or be in a relationship just for people to say y'all been together for all these years but that person pull a gun on you this person that's threatening you you have to use wisdom it's like i said i've seen so many people i work down at the jailhouse and also deal with the courthouse i see so many people in a relationship, dating, especially dating, they're trying to be committed to someone that's not committable. They're trying to give wife benefits to somebody that's not even their husband. We have to use wisdom. And I want you to know, <clears throat> just because you may have felt like oh, this might be my last chance at a relationship, last chance at love. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, you got to stop thinking about your biological clock. God can renew and God can redeem the time, but we have to do things God's way. And it's best for us to seek God like never before pertaining to everything pertaining to our life. 
One of the scriptures that we always hear at church, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God's way of being right, God's way of doing the right thing the right way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things, we say all these things shall be added to you, but what they mean, all these things shall chase you down. You do things to God's way, and God will open up the doors for you to receive what he has for you and what you desire. Why? Because he can trust you. So when it comes down to dating, when it comes down to seeking a spouse, seeking um, a, a companion, the first thing you need to do is make sure that your relationship with God is tight. Make sure that you're sensitive to God's voice, God's spirit, because what happened when you seeking God and God will make sure when there's counterfeits to come your way, he's going to ignite your spirit to let you know, wait a minute, this is somebody that's not authorized. This is not somebody that, that, that was not sent, but there's somebody that just went. There's somebody that's not for you because we have to remember, just like how God knows the desires of your heart, the devil can too. The devil can know games. The devil can play games. The devil can even play with your emotions. And the worst thing that you can do is be in a relationship where it fell and it fell over and over and over again. And you end up being in a relationship where it's toxic or being in a relationship where you end up not being appreciated, being in a relationship that's not right for you, that's not healthy for you. Remember this, when you're going up in Christ, the devil wants to try to bring you down. So you have to recognize the scheme and the plans that the devil may try to have because the devil is going to try to throw game at you because the devil does not want you to link up with the person that's fit, that's suitable for you. See, we often hear, even in, in, in Genesis, God gave Adam a helpmate, Eve, compatible, suitable for him. In the same method, God can have the same thing for us. God already told us, teaching us how to choose our spouse. Like I mentioned earlier, the devil, God's not going to tell you who to choose, but he'll tell you or teach you how to choose. But we have to use wisdom when it comes down to dating, when it comes down to seeking the right person. Like I said, it's nothing sadder for you to link yourself up with someone. They end up causing your children headaches and heartbreak. They run in game. They smile in your face. But while they smile in your face, when you turn your back, they're kicking your kids. You have to have somebody to not only respect you, but also respect your kids. You got to have somebody that's going to respect you, respect your kids, but most importantly, respect your God. If they respect your God, and it so happens, your God is their God. And when you get someone that loves God and loves you and loves your children and will work together, then that's beautiful. But you got somebody, you, you try to make them be somebody that they really don't want to be. You know, I, I I heard this old saying, I might get in trouble, but I tell people, I really don't care. <laughs> I like to just saying how it is. There's an old saying that says, act like a woman, think like a man. And that ain't even scriptural. 
the Bible tells us, so a man thinketh, so is he. So while you're trying to get a man, you can't think like a man. You are a young lady. You are a young lady. You be in the young lady's position in God. And if you be in the position in God and allow God to open your eyes for you to be able to recognize, because it's not the woman's position to go to the man, to go find. Now, I put I did. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you know, you're not introducing yourself. With I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is pertaining to pursuit. That's what I'm talking about. Pursuit. It's so many, let's be real, it's so many thirsty young ladies, so many young ladies that has been thirsty, they have allowed themselves to be vulnerable to the wrong dude. And what happened? They leave themselves open to be used. Women should not have to be used. Women don't have to plea bargain. I'm going to say it like this. Women, you are a precious commodity. You are, listen, you are blessed. You are chosen. You are made by God to be a gift for a man. So gifts don't have to be reduced. You are supposed to feel honored. You're supposed to be honored. Look, the men are supposed to be honored to be in your presence. The men are supposed to be honored to have you in their life. Now, I'm not saying that we're supposed to put you above God. No. We're not supposed to make you an idol. But what I'm saying is, you are supposed to be, you know, respected. You are supposed to be, we were speaking of, when we went to a, a men's, uh, young men's uh, conference last night, had a great time. And we were talking about chivalry. Listen, real men will open the door for a young lady. Real men will put out a chair for a young lady. Real men will hold a lady's hand, even to help her, you know, go to the car, help her assist her getting out the car, help her be there for her. I'm going to say it like this. Real men that's looking at a young lady, that's curious about a young lady, you are his favorite subject, but not to be used. He's watching, he's observing. He want to make sure that he's he's someone that can give you give you not just what you desire, but also give you what God has for him to give to you. But so many women, so many women, they are trying to pick just any joker and trying to teach him how to love or respect your heart. I'm going to tell you like this. Hopefully y'all don't get offended me saying this, but if you do, I apologize. But if you're trying to teach a man how to treat your heart, first of all, if you're dating and you treat, you're trying to teach the man how to treat your heart, how to respect your heart, that's the craziest thing you're ever doing. In other words, you need to stop because you don't teach somebody something when they did not come into the game already knowing, already studying. A real basketball player, I see one right now watching Mr. Manning. God bless you. Love you, man. But anytime a pro athlete, a real pro basketball player, if it's in him, you don't have to 
wake him up to tell him to play. You don't have to wake him up to practice. No, it's in him because he knows the benefit of practice because it's helping him to build up his game. It's helping him. Same thing pertaining to a relationship. As a man, it's the man's responsibility, the man's responsibility to protect the young lady, to love the young lady. But if a young lady have chosen in the past people that have hurt them, now it's time for you to evaluate your relationship of your past to see what patterns, what patterns that need to be changed. So that way you have to make the same mistake over again because something about making a mistake, if you're not aware of your mistakes, then what happens, you're prone to continue to make it. So any time pertaining to matters of the heart, matters of the heart ain't no time to be taking a chance blindly. So many, so many people say, well, you know, we're going on blind faith. There is no such thing as blind faith. That's foolishness. Faith is sight. Most importantly, spiritual sight, not physical sight. Spiritual sight, insight. I'll say it like that. It's not physical sight, but it's spiritual insight. So understand when it comes down to relationship love, you can be you can be prepared for a relationship right now, in spite of what people have said. And I'm hard headed pertaining to listening to other people now. Because there are so many people, they will give you what they want you to have instead of seeking and helping you to receive what God has for you. So what you have to do, you have to make sure when it boils down to your past relationship, let's look at from this point on your past relationships. Look at the mistakes. Look at all these things that may have transpired in the past and ask yourself, you know what? Is this something that I'm continuing? Is this something that, you know, is, is there a pattern? Am I choosing? Am I choosing? Why am I choosing the same type of people, even though they have a different face, but it's like the same spirit? Why am I choosing these type of guys? Is there something wrong with me? Let's be real. Is there something wrong with me? Am I choosing in a small pool of guys or girls that so happen to be of the same uh, um, community, so to speak? And the community don't have to be a physical community. It could be an emotional or a spiritual community. You know, so we have to remember, we may be attracting any and everybody, but it's not the people that we attract that hurts us, but it's who we receive in spite of that attraction. Who do we receive into our heart? Many people can knock on your door, but only those can come in. Only those that you open up the door to allow to come in are the ones that have access to come in. And you never allow somebody to come into your heart unauthorized. You never allow somebody to come into your heart when you have not studied them, when you not have done your research. Think about this. At your job that you at, people have filled out an application. People did a background check. People have gotten into an interview. How about you treat your heart or the applicants of those that you allow into your life the same way? Well, some people, well, but they might leave. So think about this. In case you have dealt with a broken heart, a divorce, a failed relationship, if someone has dropped you, left you alone, that's the greatest news 
that's the greatest thing you can ever experience. You know why? Because that frees somebody out of your heart or out of your life that does not want to be there to allow someone that God may try to send in your life that want to stay or for you to choose someone that want to stay. So we have to remember, failed relationships, uh, breakups, divorce, that can be a great thing. Now, like I said, I'm not telling for somebody to drop their husband who ain't did anything wrong, drop their girlfriend, or excuse me, drop their wife because uh, uh, she gained an extra six pounds. Now, first of all, we got to understand, in the Bible, excuse me, in, in, in marriage, it's supposed to be to death to us part, for better or for worse. But when it comes down to the unhealthiness, when it comes down to when people threatening your life and, and all this stuff, no, no. You need to protect yourself. So in spite of what you dealt with, true love does exist. In spite of what other people have said, the negativity, all that stuff, don't worry about what they're saying. Don't worry about what they're saying. And to be honest with you, choose better people in your ears. I'm going to say it like that. Choose responsible people in your ears. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do this real quick. I'm going to get on the line right quick and allow those who may be um, on the air to come in. I'm going to see if they can um, hear me. I'm going to Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? Hello. Hello. Okay. Okay. Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there? Okay. Um, I've been. I apologize. I've been having some technical difficulties, but in spite of, um, I'm having a uh, a backup plan, making sure that uh, when I do uh, post this, I have a backup of the uh, video. So I'm gonna be working on this, so that way we can be able to really uh, dive into without any interruptions. But I know that. Uh, what I found out every time the subject is pertaining to something that people are dealing with, the devil gonna always try to do something to make us have some type of technical difficulties or uh, uh, something to stop this particular episode or podcast. But in spite of that, regardless of how long you've been divorced, first and foremost, Ask God to heal you, to cleanse you. Ask God to help you forgive. And this is not just pertaining to a divorce, but even a failed relationship. Asking God to help you to forgive. See, that forgiveness is not so much for them, but it's for you. And also, you have to remember, you can't allow bitterness to go into a new relationship. Because what happens when you become bitter it tarnish the future relationship that you may have had. So allow God to heal you, to cleanse you. And also 
realize you don't have to allow yourself to rush into a relationship because, like I said, your biological clock may be ticking or the holidays are coming up or Valentine's Day is coming up. No, you take your time, you observe, you check out because there are so many people they have waited. And it's funny, I was dealing with a friend of mine. Uh, we call him the weasel, Terrence the weasel, uh, Terrence Weasel uh, Smith. I think of that name, Smith. Um, I met him 2016, and come to find out he had just had a relationship that had ended. Actually, both of us had a relationship that had ended in uh, 2016. Um, and I was talking to him and, you know, he was at the point where, you know what, I don't want to hear about no relationship. I'm, I'm all about my business and taking care of my son. That was in 2016 and 2017. And so never really talked about a relationship after that, but, you know, we um, just chit-chat and talk, uh, just a check on him every now and then. And then uh, this year I saw him, I saw him, smiling. I saw him taking a picture and he was taking a picture with a young lady and I just assumed that it was one of his clients. And so all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, I saw him taking some more pictures, but with the same person. I'm like, oh, wait a minute now. And so I waited till he responded and uh, acknowledged on Facebook, you know, he met the love of his life. And so got a chance to talk to him and everything. And I'll just say it like this. Now he's happy. He's in a relationship. And he said, man, it came out of nowhere. You know, one of the things I always say is when you so focused on something, you have to examine what's the urgency. A lot of times it's exposing some type of insecurity or some type of quote unquote, um, Thing within us that we need to have resolved. But in spite of that, God has a healthy, happy relationship for us. And it's nothing like being in a relationship where you can be appreciated, you can be honored, and also for you to be able to have someone that's praying for you. That's the most beautiful thing. And I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, being in love with someone where, you know, you don't have to find something to say or to do. Just that mere presence, you know, means something, you know, for that person to be around, for you to be around them or for them to be around you. And it's like um, things that it make you feel youthfulness or feeling the kid all over again, you know. Um, but like I said, when you have to make something, when you have to make, we have to make yourself um, say stuff or do stuff, you might need to kind of check that out. Because like I said, you know, it's one thing to be physically attracted to someone. And of course, looks, looks are good, looks, you know, matter and all that stuff. But even beyond the looks, there are many people, they are physically attractive but they are spiritually ugly there are people that are just that their attitude is horrible you see them and they smile but then all of a sudden they start talking and it's like ugh. every other every word is like negative or cursing or it is it's, it's something that doesn't edify you spiritually but the right one 
just their conversation. Their conversation, it, it does something to your spirit. It feeds you. It's nothing more, it's nothing better than to be with someone and you're fed spiritually, emotionally. That person stimulates your mind, stimulate your spirit. When a person make you want to get up and study, make you want to get up and worship, make you want to get up and just thank God for another day. Those are the kind of people that you want to be around. You want to be around people that you can pick from a pool of friendship. First of all, you have to make sure that you examine a person because within an acquaintanceship should develop a friendship or should be uh, a friendship should be chosen out of acquaintanceship. And then outside out of that acquaintanceship leading to the friendship and then the possible courtship. And then checking them out to see how they are, who they are, and asking God to give you the spirit of discernment for you to recognize the unseen. Because we listen to what they're saying, but it's time for us to listen to what they're not saying. When you listen to what they're not saying, then we can be able to really, okay, Matter of fact, I just thought about it. Make sure we do this. People that know me, I tell people all the time, take notes. Take notes. Write. Write down everything. Write down everything. Don't try to retain it in your head because you're going to end up forgetting. Write it down. Write it down. I'm going to say it one more time. Write it down. Write it down because a lot of times when a person is running game, when a person have ill intentions, God would allow them to even fess up and them not even be aware of it. And you're going to be able to catch them in a lie because you were like, wait a minute, this person said that person said that they were born in Chicago and now this person said they were born in Arkansas. Hmm. You just, just listen. Just listen. Because get this, when you begin to really start listening with your spiritual ears, I promise you, and you ask God, God, reveal who they really are. I'm telling you, God is going to reveal, but we have to be not just listening and open to receive what God is telling us, but also be willing to accept what God is telling us, what God is showing us. A lot of time, God is speaking, but we choose to receive it. And if we don't receive it or if we don't accept it, then what happens? It's not on God. It's on us. And we got to deal with the consequences. Those are called red flags. And those red flags, I'm telling you, those red flags that we omit, they will come back to bite us on the behind. And we're going to end up facing that and, and like I said, it's time for us to not going into a relationship already know it's doomed to fail. That's not the life that God has for us. Because look here, we're on an assignment. In your courtship, your courtship should not interrupt your assignment. Your courtship should not interrupt your purpose. Anytime there's a conflict between your purpose and courtship, you got to leave that courtship alone because that's not the courtship that God has for you. And that courtship letting you know that that person is on the same, on the wrong ship. That courtship should not be in your relationship. That courtship is not something that's going to lead you to your purpose that God has for you. In actuality, it's the opposite of your purpose, and it's going to end up Look, it's going to end up going, making you go backwards, making you go backwards. See, 
the things that God has for us is alive. The thing that God has for us, it 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 it, it brings uh, rejuvenation, vigor. But God wants us to what? To live. I hope y'all can see that. God wants us to live. God wants us to live. And God has life for us. But the opposite with the devil, like I said, when God wants us to go forward, God trying to take us forward into our purpose, forward to the plans that God has for us. But what's the opposite of forward? Backwards. The devil trying to make your life go backwards. The devil is trying to make you what? Receive something that he has for you to what? To kill, steal, or destroy you from the purpose and plan God has for you or even from you. But if God has life for us, what's the opposite? Like I said, God trying to make us go, trying to help us go forward in our purpose. But if God is trying to help us go forward, the devil trying to make us go backwards. So if God has life for us to seek our purpose, what does the devil, the opposite of live is what? Evil. Evil. The devil will always have a a counterfeit, a counterfeit that's the opposite of God. God has love. God wants you to be in a loving relationship. What's the opposite of love? Lust. 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 Does that sound like friends with benefits? Is there any benefit in being a friend with benefits? <coughs> oh, I forgot. It's not benefits. It's consequences. And somebody going to always, somebody going to always get hurt because you're more than just a piece of meat. Women, you're more than just a piece of meat. You are, you have a mind. You have heart. You have feelings. You have emotions. And you have to have somebody that's going to respect that. I don't care how good he looks. I don't care how much money he got. If he don't respect the totality of you and the person that God made you, then don't even have him. Well, let's just be friends. No, they're disqualified. If they won't listen, if they won't respect your heart, they sure not gonna respect your friendship. And if they don't respect your friendship, excuse me, if they don't respect your heart, why keep them in the same ship as people that does respect your heart? You need to abandon ship. Make them abandon ship. I'm going to say it like this. Make them walk the plank. (laughs) Make them walk the plank. So with that, true love does exist. (laughs) I I, I know that there's something I I have to continue to say. True love does exist. Like there's some people that's online. We get ready to wrap it up. I'm going to see if I can get these online. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Okay, I'm going to go to this caller. 
Hello, welcome to Rick Never Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, sir? Hello, how you doing? How you doing today? I'm good, man. You all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I just wanted to tell you, man, everything you're saying is uh is so true. Uh having experienced some of that stuff myself, man, I just appreciate you being on the air and doing what you're doing and uh helping a lot of people. Um, and the main thing that you uh, talked about was the main thing is having that connection with God and then the person that you choose, making sure they have that same connection with God. And then, therefore, you know, uh, uh, the relationship is going to work. And it's not always going to be, you know, a happy time, but if you, if, if both parties are obeying God and following God, you're going to have success. And so that's the key. But I definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate. It. I I recognize your voice now. I recognize I recognize <laughs> your voice. You're, you're my hero. You're my hero. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I just wanted to call. I was listening. Now, now, now there was uh, uh, an important announcement supposed to be made, but you was having some uh, technical difficulties, so I didn't know if I missed the announcement or. There's an announcement coming. Well, actually, um, what, what I what I wanted to do, um, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, well, we didn't have testimony at um, today at church, but what I'm what um, I'll explain if we have uh, testimony next Sunday. But what I will do, I give the announcement tonight, and then I'll go ahead and give the testimony next Sunday, or maybe even uh, later on this week on the uh, on my website. But but uh, but um, as of today, <clears throat> for those that know, for those that been listening, I often would um, let people know about my website uh, org. But God blessed me to be able to finally after five years finally have the domain name the original domain name that I had I'm not going to give up brotherpreda.org and for those who um, watch on my website you can still type in brotherpreda.org but my original domain name as of um, right now it is up and running, brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com oh, is up. You know, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm a, I know this is talk about love, and I, I want people to, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and give the testimony now. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, I'm gonna extend this time a little bit more, um, just in case. But just in case those who may be, you know what? It is fitting for me to talk about this testimony tonight. For those who may have given up on love, for those who may have felt like, you know what, true love no longer exists. Um, I had my domain name back in 2014, and I ended up, uh, it was time for me to renew it. And for me to renew it, it was $18. Well, I said, well, I I'll save the eighteen dollars right now, and um, I won't renew it. And when it's time for me to get my website, I'm gonna go ahead and just renew it then. And so I waited a year, and so now 2015, 
I waited a year, and when I built my website, now it's time for me to purchase or to renew my domain name, brotherprentice.com. And so when I typed it in, it says it's used. I'm like, wait a minute, it's used. I'm not on. And then come to find out, there was a third party company that bought my domain name, and they were trying to resell it back to me. <clears throat> they were trying to resell it. Now get this, like I said, it was costing me eighteen dollars for me to renew it, but I didn't renew it. And so they wanted to resell my domain name back to me for $8,000. $8,000. Now, that might be ashtray money to you, but that very much offended me, $8,000. And so I said, no, no, no. So I ended up, um, instead of using uh, that brotherpredator.com, I ended up going ahead and uh, using brotherpredator.org. And so throughout the years, I would often see um, brotherpredator.com, and of course, it it went down from $8,000 to $3,000, then throughout the years from $3,000 to $2,000, and then $1,000. And so make a long story short, with the person that purchased it, uh, when it was time for them to uh, renew it, they would always renew it. I'm like, man, Lord, help me get this. Help me get this. So three we- about three weeks ago, I looked online. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, three weeks ago, I looked online, and they had it for 600 no, excuse me, for $800. And I was saying, hmm. <clears throat> and then I found that, well, if you make them an offer, then they may purchase, they may, you know, sell it to you. But the offer has to be at least 80% of what they're selling it for. So I'm saying 80%. I'm like, huh, but maybe if I offer them $600, I say, you know what? I'm going to see if I can save up because I can't be mad at them. I can't blame them. I blame myself because it was my responsibility. I didn't, uh, <clears throat> I didn't renew it. I dropped the ball. And so I heard God say, do you trust me? I said, yes, God, I trust you. He said, do you trust me in this situation? And then it hit me. God, you talking to me about trusting you. You know what? I'm going to trust you. I don't know how it's going to happen, but you're going to help me to get brotherprater.com. That was about three weeks ago. And then last Sunday, I was taking my son home, and the Lord told me to look it up. I looked it up, and all of a sudden, I looked, and that company no longer had it. They put it in some type of auction. In the auction, uh, some of those domain names, they were already uh, being auctioned off for two and 3000 I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, God, I ain't got that kind of money. And I said, you know what? And there are people that are bidding, people that are bidding on these domain names. I said, God, I really want that. He said, do you trust me? I said, yes, God. God, I, yes, I trust you. And so the meeting closed on this past Friday at two o'clock. So I began to watch it. Friday, I began to watch. I was I was very anxious throughout the whole day. And God told me to just praise him for receiving it, even before it got into my hands. So make a long story short, when it came down to close to two o'clock, I put in my bid and come to find out for those who put in a bid the last five minutes, it extends the the auction an extra five minutes. So I said, God. I want to make sure that I don't do it within the last five minutes. I want to do it within, you know, maybe seven or eight minutes because I don't want it to start over because I don't want anybody to get it. 
So to make a long story short, in a short story even shorter, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I end up putting it in my bed and I said, Well, since so many of the, the web so many of those uh, domain names they were being sold for two or three thousand, whatever. And I was thinking, well, maybe if I just started the bid off with a hundred dollars, maybe, maybe, um, you know, they'll kind of have a little grace and maybe I'll, uh, I'll be able to get it at a cheap price. And come to find out, when two o'clock came, not only I was the highest bidder, I was the only bidder. I got my domain name back. Not for eight thousand, not for three thousand, not for two thousand, not for one thousand, not for six hundred, not even for a hundred dollars. I got my domain name back for ten dollars. <laughs> I got it back for ten dollars. I am the owner of brotherprater dot com. So like I said, see, just like how we talking about true love is waiting for you. I had to trust God in this matter because I did not have that kind of money to be given for that. But see, even if I had that money, God did not want me to spend that money for that. But I had to trust God. And so just like how God told me, do I trust him pertaining to a domain name? Don't you know God is saying the same thing to you that may be listening? Do you trust him pertaining to matters of your heart? If God could do that for me, and that's just pertaining to my website, don't you know He's more concerned about your heart? He's more concerned about He's more concerned about your courtship. He's more concerned. Oh, he's concerned about everything pertaining to you. So don't think, well, uh, that's something that's small. No, everything pertaining to you is great. It's big to God. So I want to encourage those who may be listening, those who may be watching, they may feel like giving up on life, giving up on love, because, you know, uh, it, it seems like everybody else getting mad. So what? As long as God wake you up in the morning, there's a chance. The only person that, that can eliminate you pertaining to love, it ain't God, it ain't the devil, it's you. So I want you to examine your heart, examine your, yourself, examine your relationship with God and ask God, you know what, God, maybe there may be some fear within me that may be hindering me from receiving the love that you have for me because I might be I might be in fear of something. I might be in fear because of past relationship or past experience or somebody else's experience. So so. My brother, I appreciate you. I, and, you know, I'm a, you know, opportunity to come. I'll say it again, but I really just have to just share that to let people know yes, sir. that yes, that sir. the same God that did it for me, He can do it for you. That's right. And he did it for yeah. me. He can do it for anybody. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you know what? I'm 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 gonna say this, and if you don't mind me being a little biased, um, not only He did it for you. But he did it for her, and she chose a great young man to bring into the family. So it is my honor that, that you're, you're, you're a part of you're a part of us. And I'm gonna say it like this: like it or not, you're a part of me. <laughs> you're a part all of right. me. I like it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I, God yes, bless sir. you. I appreciate you now. All God right. bless. You. Appreciate you. All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right. We're gonna go to one more caller. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You on the air? 
Okay. Okay, not saying anything. Okay, so so with that being said, you know, I want you to think about if you are ready for love, if you're ready to receive the love that God has for you, ask yourself, how's your relationship with God? And also making sure, like I said, the timing, making sure that God has, know that God has your best interest at heart and be mature enough to accept when God says no. Because God saying no does not mean a permanent no. It can be a temporary not yet or not that person. When God say no, that doesn't mean that you, you never should have love or he don't want you to have love. He may be saying no to that specific person. That may not be the ideal person that God has for you. But like I said, God made us free moral agents. So it is our responsibility to be sensitive to God's voice to be able to understand if this is the love or relationship that God has for us, he's going to show us. And also, I'm going to tell you this, from personal experience, if you are in a relationship with someone and you're unsure if it's the right one or not, you say this prayer. God, if it's the right one, you work everything out. You let me have the peace of you and you show me. You show me this is the right one. But if this is not the right one, God, you take the taste of them out of my mouth. I'm telling you from personal experience. When I did that, God woke me up that next morning and everything was bright. Everything was new. And the person ended up calling me and I felt nauseated because I ended up being in a relationship that was unhealthy for me. You know, and I, you know, I'm gonna be real with you. God did not, you know, we talk about domestic violence, or we talk about uh, a toxic relationship, abusive relationship. A lot of times, we associate that with women being abused and all that, but men get abused too. And you know, I've never said this publicly, but I was in that relationship also. I was in a relationship where I was being abused, and that was not right. But I had to, I had to accept that that is what I was dealing with. I had to accept that. And I had to ask God to help me to heal my heart and recognize, you know what, I'm I'm glad I didn't marry that person. I'm glad that God woke me up. And the funny thing about it was everybody else saw the change within me, but me. I was in denial of it. But when I broke free from it, when I finally broke free from it, I asked God, God, show me how bad off I was and come to find out there was a lot of things that was confessed. And I found out God loved me enough to rescue me in the nick of time because I could have been someone that could have been locked in jail over um, child support or just something, you know. And I grew up in church. Those that know me, I grew up in church. Yeah, I grew up in church. Loved the Lord, sung in the choir, did all these things. But I ended up linking up with someone that did not have my best interest at heart. Linking up with someone that actually was planning to do harm to me, planning to use me, all these things. So that was many, many, many years ago. And I thank God that God loved me enough to open up my eyes and help me to recognize, help me to recognize that that's not a healthy relationship. So I want to encourage those who may be watching, who may be listening. 
if you are seeking a relationship, seek God first. And like I said, ask God to open up everything and expose everything and ask God help you to accept what he reveals. But also for those who may be dating someone, write down everything. And you know what? It may hurt you for you to see the reality or to accept what you're dealing with. You might be being with someone just to have someone. That's not you. Listen, that's less than the lady that you are. And I'm up. I'm very much up for men and women understanding who they are. Men, you're kings. You don't supposed to be dealing with someone that's going to tarnish you, that's not going to respect you, that's not going to appreciate you, that's not going to value you, that's going to not talk up to you, but talk down towards you. You don't you don't deserve that. You don't need that. But also on the same token, especially you don't have to buy your heart. You don't have to buy a young lady's heart. But ladies, you should not be no side chick. You're more than just a piece of meat. You are mine. Look, you sh- you are valuable. I want to speak to my young ladies right now. And, you know, one thing, those that know me, matter of fact, uh, I have a picture right here. And I'm, like I said, I just hate that my technology is messing up. But this is this is on my desk. This is my sister. <clears throat> one of the things I always do, I always make sure when it comes down to um, – Dating or being a, a, a man, I always believe in, um, always believe in being a respectful young man and treating a young lady the way I want my sister to be treated. Now, even though I don't have a sister anymore, but there are many other young ladies that are sisters, and us as a man, we need to respect our young ladies. But also on the same token, women, I'm going to say it like this. Women, when a man is telling you, a man that loves you, that respects you, that has no hidden agenda, when a man is telling you about the man that you're with and you trust the integrity of the man that you're listening to, believe him. Is so many women I have seen have gotten used, have gotten dogged, and you know, we see men know men, women know women, and if a man is telling you, wait a minute, he's up for game. I don't care how you sex him down, you can't make that dude change. And I'm gonna tell you something: if you try to sex him to make him change, then it's gonna take sex for you to keep him changed. And that change, if it ain't coming from God, then there is no change. I've seen so many women. Matter of fact, it's one, I'm going to say it, it's one in particular. She ended up, uh, she used to affiliate with this church that we knew, and she ended up dealing with some old joker. Good girl, grew up in the church, grew up in a good family. She ended up meeting some knucklehead. And you know what he's doing? Now he make her turn tricks. Now they having menage trois, you know, sex parties and all this stuff. A real man is not gonna have you to talk you out of your clothes. A real man is gonna clothe you spiritually, emotionally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally. All these things. 
anytime a guy going to try to take you all take you out of your clothes, he's not a man. He's a boy. I'm just telling you. Look here. Forget about Rem Prater right now. Look. Forget about Rem Prater. I'm going to talk to you as a brother. I'm going to talk to you as a young man. A real man ain't trying to get into your panties. A real man wants to know who you are here and here. The man, a real man want to know who you are here and here, not who you are down there. And also, a real man, look here, he will turn you down before you offer it to him. Real men don't want that. A real man knows the benefit of keeping himself because the reward is great when things are done God's way. So I want to encourage those who may be listening, those who may be watching, don't give up on love because somebody else has had a bad experience or it looked like, you know, uh, uh, like all the men are the same. No, you may need to, like I said, you may need to expand your surroundings. Make yourself visible. Don't just, I'm going to be real with you. Don't just go to church and look for a man because some of the men, there are dogs. But also some of the young ladies, there are dogs too. So like I said, remember, dogs and uh, uh, cheating and all this stuff, fornication, that has nothing to do with a gender. That's a spirit. So go out. Be see, it's nothing wrong with being saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and going to the gym. Go to the mall. Make yourself seen. Show the goodness of God through you. So I want each and every one who may be watching, who may be listening, you may have given up on love. You may have given up on, look here, that ain't the time to give up. Understand how much God loves you. God want to heal you. God wants you to be whole. Understand God has so much for you, but you have to make sure to do things God's way. And just in case those who may be watching, those who may be listening, <clears throat> I hope and pray that you will minister to this. And like I said, I, I can, I know why the devil did not want this to come out because this is something that we need to talk about. And it helps so many people to understand that God has true love, true life for them. But we have to do things God's way. And anytime you do things God's way, like I said, it's not your responsibility to receive, excuse me, to get things. It's God's responsibility when you do things God's way. All you need to do is receive. Obedience. Obedience. Obedience opens many doors, even when men try to close. So just know that no matter what you have dealt with in your life, in your past, allow God to heal you. Allow God to cleanse you from every hurt, any misunderstanding, but also asking God to detox. Everything in your heart, in your emotions. <clears throat> also, I want to say this before we close. <clears throat> Don't feel guilty in loving the wrong one. I, w- I want to say this again. <clears throat> so many people, they have allowed themselves to be beat up because they have loved someone in the past and didn't work out, or they might have chosen the wrong one. Listen, there's nothing wrong with your love. But it's your target and who you love. That's what matters. See, this phone right here, I can type in a number. And I end up listening to someone on the other end, and they say, I say, I speak to Keisha. Oh, Keisha don't live here. I got the wrong number. I chose the wrong number. 
It's nothing wrong with this phone. This phone is only receiving the number that I dial. So you may have dialed the wrong number of love, but don't throw away your phone. Don't throw away your heart. You just ask God to help you to dial the right number. And as you dial the right number, God's going to help you to be able to choose wiser, choose better. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with your heart. Sometimes it just, sometimes we we choose to um, accept people based upon us trying to help them. And people like that, we have to be very careful. Those caring people, those loving people, we have to be careful of our heart because we it, it, I'll say it like this. I call that the Mother Teresa syndrome. We're so busy trying to help this person, help this person, help this person, help this person, help these people, help that people. And what happened, we end up allowing our heart to get involved into ministry. That's a mission. We can't allow our heart to be involved in mission, mission work, mission field. We have to separate business from pleasure. We have to separate ministry from relationship. So once we're able to do that, it'll protect our heart. It will help us to be able to not only choose wise, but it will help us for we won't allow ourselves to be exposed to people who may damage our hearts. So just in case you may have listened and um, you may feel that, you know what, God, I need help in that situation. This is the time for you to come to God right now. Just in case so, someone may be listening who may be listening who may not be saved <clears throat> and they want to know what they can do to be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, I, I see, I see one person. I'm gonna, excuse me, one second. I'm gonna do this one second. I see somebody on here. Uh, I'm gonna give them an opportunity to be on here just in case uh, they have something to say. And then we're gonna uh, wrap it up. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Okay. <clears throat> okay. So with that being said, those who may have prayer requests, we're going to give it to God right now. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter how long you've been dealing with it, God can work and God can fix anything. I mentioned about uh, my domain name earlier, my, my testimony. You may have dealt with something so long. Don't feel like God has forgotten about you. You might have been waiting on the right one. You might have been, as a young lady, you might have been waiting. You might have thought about compromising your values, your worth, just to get somebody less than who you've been waiting on. Don't do that. Just like at the drive-thru, sometimes the car in front of you may be able to get that food and drive off. And then when you get to the window, they may tell you to pull over. And then the car behind you, instead of them pulling over, they get their, they get their bag and they leave. But just because you're on the side, they told you to pull over and wait, and other people are getting theirs and driving off from the window, that does not mean that you move away from the waiting area. Listen. That waiting may be for a reason. That waiting, you, know, you never know. Even you waiting, they may give you something extra for your wait. 
You may be praying for a specific man. You may be praying for a specific type of guy, and God give you more than what you expected. There's an old song that I love dearly. It's by um, Savage Garden. The song says, I knew I loved you before I met you. I think I dreamed you into life. I knew I loved you before I met you. I've been waiting all my life. God has those type of things, those type of people for us. But like I said, the devil want us. The devil want us to be linked up with the wrong one. So don't allow the devil to make you become impatient for you to miss the one that God has for you. Remember, patience. Patient. In the midst of your waiting, seek God. In the midst of your waiting, that doesn't mean that you are not doing anything. You're preoccupied with the business that God has for you. And just like how Adam was working, and in the midst of him working, he was presented ease. Well, just know for the guys, you continue to work, continue to do what God helped you to do, and God will lead you to that wife that he has for you, but also to the young ladies. As you in your waiting area, don't feel that God has forgotten about you. Don't feel like God has abandoned you. No. As you're waiting, God is having you to be at the right place at the right time because the one he has for you will come to you. So don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Don't lose your expectations. You just make sure that you do something. You make sure that you've been prepared. Make sure that you have preparation because you want to be prepared when he comes or you want to be prepared when she comes. You don't have time to get ready when they get there. You be ready when they get there so y'all can go together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we coming to you right now, God, the only way we know how to, God. God, we ask Lord to come in to help us, to cleanse us, God, from any and everything that's unlike you, God. God, we ask Lord to help us, God. Heal our hearts, God. Heal our minds right now, God. God, we ask Lord to help us to surrender ourselves to you once and for all right now, God. Everything in us, God, that's unlike you, God, we give you permission to come in, God, cleanse us, God, make us whole right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you do an examination upon our hearts, upon our minds right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you help us, God. God, we ask you to heal our hearts, God, there's anything that's been broken in our lives or in our minds, God. God, we speak, God, that you help us and heal us, God, for every hurt, God, every pain, God, every grief that we dealt with, every tear that we have dealt with in the past, God, pertaining to matters of the heart, God. Cleanse us, God. Heal us, God. And God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to forgive, God. Forgive those who have hurt us, God. Forgive those who may have used us, God. Forgive us. Forgive those, God, who may have not treated us right, God. Help us to forgive, God. And not only in forgiving them, God, but uh, God, help us, God, even to forgive ourselves, God. There are those who may have been blaming themselves, who may be holding on to grudging within themselves, God. God, we speak, God, that you help them, God, to heal, to forgive, God, and release everything to you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to help us, God, to choose wiser, God. Help us, God, to choose a helpmate and not a hurtmate, God. Help us, God, to be able to 
to seek you and trust you, God. Trust your timing, God. Trust your heart right now, God. Trust your method right now, God. And God, we seek God for those who may be, uh, who may have had uh, some type of uh, sexual past, God. Help them, God, to seal, God, and wait on you, God. Help them, God, to be able to keep themselves, God, until they get married, God. Help us, God, to be able to keep and refrain, God, from anything that may tempt or lead us, God, to repenting from some sort, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing from behind the scenes, God. God, we speak, God, that we even speak, God, the healthy marriages, God, healthy relationships, courtships right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and God, we surrender our will, our ways to you, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or, or uh, anything that you may want to talk about in the future, feel free to ca- uh, catch me on um, Facebook. Um, you can read my daily devotions, my upcoming events, or personal appearances. Also, uh, Facebook, uh, my name is Brother Prater on there. Brother Prater. Also, you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, which is Brother Prater also, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com or brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities towards their family, their children, or even their children's mother, regardless they're with them or not. Also, for the women to give the women uh, the the identity of how to choose uh, men, and also to help them to understand what a real man is or what a real man ain't. You're welcome to. Uh, tune in, and I thank each and everyone who tuned in, I thank each and everyone who supported this program. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.